0: DJ Playboy. (laughs) What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy, back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, not any, without my dog, my man, my partner. You'll scream like I'm Keith. Keith. What's good, brother? Amen. What's good? Living, living, man. Happy to be alive. 2022, what it do? Word, word, man. New year, new you. That's what we say every year. right I, I gotta you know I mean I, I like um to stop it to get away from that right like you should you should renew yourself on like a regular basis but it shouldn't be yearly right maybe like monthly maybe bi-weekly you know what I'm saying but it shouldn't be like all right <laughs> time to get it back because I think that's what burns people out in that first month you know what I'm saying I seen something was like uh oh, I forgot what they called the day but it was like something Monday uh was the day that most people stopped doing their new year's resolutions and it was pretty much like the third week in January.
1: That's crazy. Well, no. firstly, it's crazy that, <laughs> that uh, to have access to data like that, but the, the results of that, that data or whatever, that's... I shouldn't say it's crazy because I'm not surprised, actually, because I, I won't lie. There's a lot of stuff that I think about. That's why I haven't really taken resolutions, like New Year's resolutions, like, too totally seriously. I might make, like, a couple resolutions for, like, each quarter of the year, but, like, the New mm-hmm. Year's joint, like, to sustain something for 12 months, for 52 weeks... Ends up with, with a lot of disappointment to yourself. So,
0: yeah, it's hard, bro. I can see that uh-huh. happening. So, I guess, uh let me see. Was it a, yeah, it's a January 14th was Quitter's Day, a day when the majority of people who made New Year's resolutions throw in the towel. <laughs> Workouts are skipped in favor of Netflix. Salads are shunned in favor of pasta. Uh, dry January is replaced with a dry martini. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually like based off of facts. I think it might be maybe speculation, you know what I mean? Maybe a lot of stereotype, but you know, maybe they, they poll a certain amount of people and that's what they, they came up with. But um, no, nah, you got to do it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You got to renew your mind. Like I think you're every, everything. You always got to renew the way you think because I never was into like horoscopes and, and shit like that. But I think and I'm really not. I'm, I'm actually still, still not into it. But also, I'm not gonna sit here in front like they might have no effect on our personalities and our behaviors, right? Because I'll, I'll, I'll be really into like education for like two weeks. I like I'll be at work and everything I listen to will be strictly educational. And then for some reason, like maybe the next two weeks after that, I'll just be on like, nah, nah, I want to listen to some podcasts. I want to, you know, I want to entertain. I want to listen to music. I want to stimulate my mind. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my energy changes like that a lot frequently. And I don't know if that's specific to me or if there's a lot of people who uh, relate with that. But I'm like, maybe there's something to Mercury getting out of retrograde that I don't know about (laughs) that really might be having some type of effect on me, though. Yeah, man. I mean.
1: I think, I, Eve, like, let's say, for instance, you're really interested in something like educating yourself or something like that. Also, may just be you're just trying stuff out. Like, it might be a podcast for two weeks. Then you're like, let me just pick this book up. And then for two weeks, you read it. Might not even finish it. But then you go on to something else. It does something for you, even though it may not, you may not stick with any one form. You know what yeah. I'm saying? yeah so like you might educate no, no. yourself for something, and then you'd be like oh uh, this this one book mentioned working out, let me look at this working out stuff that you might work out for another two like shit like that
0: yeah i think, and i i I don't look view it as a negative uh per se, but um I guess where it, it kind of seems like I guess maybe from the outside looking in, like I'm just getting into stuff and then like kind of just moving on to something else. But really, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just kind of take it in either either it, talk, it speaks to me and I'm gonna stick with it. It's gonna become part of my regular repertoire or, you know what I mean? I take what I could get from it and move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I don't necessarily view it as a negative, but, but I think there are different, I notice it in myself, like I'll be on the workout wave heavy, right? And then, two weeks after that, you know what I'm saying? like the, the, the My mind, will I'll, I'll get tunnel vision because maybe I have to create a piece of content or something like that. It'll take me off that grind and then it's hard to get back on it. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to get back on that mentality like I had over the summer when I was waking up every day, working out in the mornings. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Like you got to you gotta get it back. Huh? You got to renew, so to speak. Right. So, it is what it is man but um before i forget man i want to give a shout out to our homeboy jason man um he, he hooked us up with a with a little impromptu photo shoot in the, in brooklyn each flat, uh what were we flatbush flatbush have um and we did, like a little photo shoot out there for the podcast man so jason i've known jason since elementary school keith you know him since junior high school right um yep. yeah, yeah so uh, jason's always been the homie he always looked out for us and i definitely want to give him a giving props, man, for for coming out and, and, and helping us with that photo shoot. Um, and, you know, I've been so busy, I haven't even actually had a chance to check the photos out, but I seen the first batch that he said, and them shit was fire, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, the few that I said, man, yeah, it was a really solid job,
0: man. Made, made me actually yeah. look good. <laughs> Jason got a vision, man. He had us in the middle of the street, buses whizzing by, motherfuckers cursing. <laughs> like, my man Jason had us on some Bruce Willis, <laughs> Michael Schumacher shit, right in the middle of fucking <laughs> Flatbush Avenue, man. Yeah, man, Flatbush, boy, that. that. There was an MTA
1: worker, a dude who maintained trains about to sign us to a record deal, interestingly. Enough, that, <laughs> that was dope.
0: <laughs> nah, man, Jays is the homie, man, shout out. Uh, what's his Instagram? He's uh, LL Boiling, no, no, what is he? Uh, LL Room Temp J. LL Room Temp J, man, check him out on uh, Instagram, and his, his, his content is, is, is funny like his name. <laughs> <You> know, so, <laughs> so check him out. Um, Man what else is going on How you been bro Like you know what I mean How, How's Parenthood treating you How you been the past couple of uh, The weeks man Oh Parenthood is cool man
1: it's, it's to that stage Where he can move around now So like I can't You know like you, You've had You know you've had you raised a baby Like you could put them down For a second and go do something And then you come back And they're in the same spot Well that's not happening mm-hmm. no more So uh, Definitely a different Slowly getting into A different phase of Parenthood But it's all nice. good man So it's all lovely
0: I was going to ask you, too, because you've always been, um, I remember b- b- before having a kid, you've always been really structured with schedules and time. Um, and have you found a free time balance between uh, parenting and, you know, like getting to what I guess you consider, like what you like to do?
1: Uh, I don't think I've found the, the ideal balance yet. And I don't know if I ever will. However, mm-hmm. um, I do try to savor the moments when I can have free time you know what I'm saying so like and I'll try to build it in like i would be like oh you know I'll tell uh, tell wifey oh I'm gonna be out from this time to this time or she'll let me know when when she needs me to be around and stuff like that and it kind of works like that so I feel like I, I need my, my free time and then I work from home so that to be honest with you like it, it's it's mo- even more important to try to schedule in your quote-unquote balance time where you go Mm-hmm. exercise or you might even just need to have lunch or whatever it is like schedule times to leave the crib versus if you work well you, you you know that if you work outside the house that this is already built in or else you won't get paid this time outside the house you might even
0: pass and do a quick shopping trip or something on your way home yeah Cause I, I struggle with that, man. Like, like with the free time thing, like I was thinking to myself today, like ah, that's how, you know, you get old. Cause I got this like shelf that I, I like neglected to clean for a minute. And it's like kind of on my eyeline a little bit. So I could see like the dust on that bitch. And I was like, yo, I got to hit that shelf today. And I've been meaning cause that's just something I've been meaning to hit. And I was like, yo, did I really just like one of the first thoughts in the morning, think about like a chore that I got to do today. is like, is that like a sign, a sign of getting older or am I just like, Oh, my responsible shit or but it, but it be shit like that right it don't be really like shit first thing in the morning like yo today i'm gonna play some video games today i'm gonna watch a movie it don't really be like that because i kind of made a deal with myself like many years ago that a lot of my free time is going to be spent making content right dedicating myself to, to my goal and my dream and then you know the rest of it is is you know keeping maintaining shit that you got to do adult shit right adulting so it's like you it's it's i struggle now like it's now that my daughter's seven with finding that like that balance that out that i was asking you about that free time balance because it's always like i always i guess the, the you got catholic guilt in the back of your head like you you could be doing something right now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you could be could be making the crib cleaner you could be putting out a piece of content so it's like it's hard to just feel like I'm like all right let me chill and i real time only only real time i think i do it is like if i if i'm chilling on my shorty or something like because then it's easy it's just like all right, she decides what we're gonna watch and then i'm just kicking it with her kind of you know what i mean yeah,
1: I try to think of, uh, with regard to like stuff like cleaning the shelf. You might, in your head, you might have the vision of it being like squeaky, shiny clean. Honestly, man, like sometimes you got to change your goals or change how you measure stuff. Like how do, how do you measure getting something done? Do you just need to knock the wild dust off of it? Like, or do you just need to, you know, make it look better? So you might just hit it with a, a, a Swiffer duster right quick. And then just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like that's one thing you could check off your checklist. It ain't perfect, but it's like, yo, I it's better than what was yesterday. So let me keep it moving on to something fun or something else that I gotta do, like creating content or playing
0: that video game. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you're right, you're right. Um, it's that's and that's the balance of it, man. I think I still on some I don't know, like it's weird, like like in college, you know how you kinda I don't know, like you got shit done at the last minute, but you was able to get it done well enough you know what I mean like like yeah. good enough I've been struggling with like the past couple of years like nah I don't really want to operate like that like I kind of want to operate on like a program like a system but I remember that was even that was speaking of resolutions that was one of my goals for last year that I I, I improved slightly but not to the point that I guess I, I, I'm satisfied with it and just be like yo I'm on my shit now like Tuesdays content tuesdays wednesdays workout wednesdays thursdays clean up thursdays you know what i mean like it wasn't i'm trying to get on that level where it's just like kind of like a system and then i guess everything kind of falls into place based off of that system
1: yeah definitely like even working out like i can't i remember just spending two hours in the gym just you doing the workout and i'm done with my workout i said i could do a little bit more and then just start fucking around with machines or whatever but now it's like I'm in there like 30 minutes. Like the most I could be in there is 30 minutes. I even, so I signed up for the nicer gym in my area. But I'm like, dude, I only go in there for like max like an hour. Like that's max. Like I have time. It might be the weekend or something like that. And mm-hmm. then uh, that's it. So I'm like, you know, I don't need a nicer gym for that. So I signed up for the, for the hood gym. I live in a suburbs, So the hood gym is still a really a really nice gym if I was in, in one of the cities. But what makes it the hood gym? Uh, eh, nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't have like a, you you know the rooms where they do classes and shit. And when there's not classes, you could just go in and do whatever you want. The studio? Exactly. Yeah, the studio. So it doesn't have that. I don't think it got a spin room. It it probably has a little bit less um, Olympic Olympic bars and more of those Smith machines.
0: (laughs) It's a So. I'm thinking old school Olympic rusty, <laughs> rusty fucking bench <laughs> presses and shit. Gym, The old boxing gym, where they just
1: build a boxing ring out of plywood and some rope. Nah, uh, <laughs> I, no, I, you, hood done, you done came up. You done came a, up. A relative term. I, when I first started working professionally, and I, like when I'm you know, I'm 22, 23, and I started working in a professional world, I started working around uh, non-black people, and they would just call everything ghetto, and yeah. it would it would be something. It's, it's it's fairly like, a coded thing. I don't I don't know if they they use it like that intentionally, but it's like oh that that uh that sushi restaurant over there is ghetto, and it, what that means is that it probably doesn't have indoor seating or it only has two tables to dine in at. So <laughs> I'm using hood in that way where it's a relative. You can't say that sushi bar is ghetto because there's no sushi bars in the ghetto. But yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. you, you get what
0: I'm saying. Now I get you, man. I used to get offended by that ghetto shit, too. Like, fuck, like... <laughs> but then I'm like, yeah, she ain't, she ain't really talking about me. Because <laughs> at first, you think, like, they mean it's black, right? That's what I right. would think when I first heard it. But then I was like, you had to, like, kind of figure it out. Oh, you just mean it's not popping. <laughs> like, it's not just not your ideal choice. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not I, the one you'd want to go to. <laughs>
1: honestly, I think that the, the term itself probably comes from, you know, that, oh, it's black or it's in a black area or something like that. But I think that over time like by the time it got got to the mouth of the person you heard it from it doesn't mean that but nah. you know nah, I'm still offended by it <laughs> you still it, gotta but, be
0: careful yeah, you still- <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, still, I'm still offended by it but I understand yeah <laughs> It was like one time, um, this white dude, he, he was, I mean, he, I, I assume he was racist. I don't, I, this is one of the only conversations I had with him. He was like, yeah, you know, like, uh, cause black guys can't swim. He's like, and he's like, but it's like a scientific thing. He's like, you know, you guys, the, the buoyancy isn't the same. And I knew it wasn't true, <laughs> but I, as a, as a non-swimmer. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck! I can't refute this shit." Yeah, <laughs> Bro, I'm, and I'm like, I couldn't think. I'm like, I'm name. Mean, I can't be like my dad swims. I sound corny. but I can't think of no famous black swimmers. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, damn, damn, you won this round, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so like that Dave like, <laughs> Chappelle shit
1: when I when the racist dude said, "Oh, what you want the chicken?" He's like, "Damn, yeah, I do actually." <laughs> How'd you know?
0: <laughs> nah, it's um. It, it, it's it's one of those things man but uh let's get right to it man right to the the nitty-gritty of it all man and i, I think we're gonna start right off with a uh a, a topic that i think it's kind of they're getting a lot of news like lately so i don't really want to help blow these guys up because i think actually they did some corny shit and i don't really like rewarding corny shit by giving a lot of attention to it these guys have a podcast called fresh and fit um and they said some 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 wild comments. I, actually, the reason they're getting attention right now is because Brittany uh, Renner got up on there and like slayed them pretty much to their face. And they, they was popping shit about her when she wasn't there. But when they she was right in their face, they ain't really had nothing to say. Um, but before that, I was going to talk about them because they had, uh, I want to say Asia Doll. There's too many dolls out there. I don't know if it's China. I think it's Asia Doll <laughs> was on their podcast. And they got into a back and forth with for her. Um, I've heard them go on other podcasts and they they were defending uh, what happened, some to the effect that there was another girl there. There's actually, I'll set it up for you like this: it's like kind of like a a, a male self help kind of podcast, and they'll do different. Like um, I guess they have a workout day, they got a finance day, and then they got a day where they talk to women and they kind of help guys date. Which I really don't even get like how they helping guys, but they talking. To like these these broads or whatever i don't i don't understand how like, the correlation but what they're trying to do because usually it gets into a lot of like these weird altercations where they'll end up kicking the girls out or again just shouting matches and, and shit like that so um with this particular episode i guess some girl was talking and you know how it is microphones pick up side conversations the dude got annoyed kicked her out asia dog the front kinder girl's defense clip went viral people um were like yo why they come at asia Doll?" started coming at them and i guess asia Doll, you know like it she, she she was like i didn't these dudes didn't kick me out basically but i was defending another girl and i guess fans of asia you know how it is when you got fans you got an army or you, you know what i mean they'll start looking up things to uh from your twitter and from your, your you know instagram and your past to bring up um and a clip came up from these guys where they were talking about um black women and um somebody asked him about a dating app called black blk um i haven't heard of it but i'm assuming it's a dating app for black people um and in response to that they were like they were like yo you know what you think about the dating app uh black he's like hey man i mean hey bro if you want to date a bunch of Shaniquas, go for it uh me and fresh aren't really down with the brown like that being night riders sometimes they're red bone but i mean in general me and fresh don't dabble in the dark if you know what i mean and, um, it was like, I don't know, I, like, you ever hear, I hear voices sometimes, like a podcast, and I make a whole picture of what this person looks like, and for some reason when I heard the voice, I didn't think they was black dudes. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, yo, this is wild. Like, they kind of sounded Hispanic to me, to be honest, but, um it was and that maybe I sound like that maybe someone hears my voice and they don't they don't think I'm a, you know what I'm saying I'm not saying nothing against them like that but I didn't necessarily know they were black dudes. so when I found out they were black dudes I was like yo <laughs> that's a, that's a super wild I mean it's a wild statement in general but it's even wilder coming from black dudes um and because because it's weird right it's like I, I date outside my race like I gotta I got a. my daughter's half Colombian you know what I'm saying like I I but I also date black women. Right. So it's like when someone would, would necessarily state what they like from a, 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 another, the opposite sex, it's usually what they want, not necessarily what they don't want. If that makes, you know what I'm saying? Like when, usually that comes later, you, but you don't, I don't cut off a group of people. Right. I want to be like, nah, I ain't messing with this group of people. Nah, nah, I ain't dating that. Like, and most of the women that I've, 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 I've messed with haven't, expressed views like that i've heard maybe sometimes like towards asian men i've heard a girl say now i wouldn't mess with an asian dude which i think but i don't know if she that's more the stereotype like like the stereotype of asian dudes is like that they're the they're the least appealing man i don't i don't subscribe to that i don't know i'm assuming asian dudes get, get pussy too you know what i'm saying but it's just like um i don't i wouldn't cut out a group of people like, that's just corny to me. But I don't know if you've seen the clip or if you've even heard about this. It might be the first time you're hearing about this. But I guess definitely, what are your views on what they said? And are they entitled to that? Is it fair for them to have that view? Like, should they be getting uh, canceled right now because of it? Um, I mean, they're getting canceled for a lot of other corny shit they did also. but Or is that something that I think, as a black man, you you should be allowed to feel, I guess?
1: <laughs> uh... Well, I mean, that's a tough question. Should they be allowed to feel that way? But uh, if we'll, people who do feel that way, um, they're, they're very messed up individuals, honestly. I think it's just a messed up way of thinking for whatever reason they, they think that way. I know there's a lot of aggrieved black guys who maybe they were played by girls and these girls are black. But it reminds me of that argument of the whole black on black crime thing. People who tend to commit crimes on you will tend to be your race because that's who you're around all day. So if you're dating growing up and you're around black people all day and you date a lot of black people, you're going to get played by black, black people, people. If, you, if you get played at <laughs> all, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think that for, for, for that part of it, those guys who feel that way because, oh, man, I was dating these two, uh, you know, two, three, whatever black people and, and they played me. So I went on to this next thing. Uh, you know that that's that's just so flawed, and there's a, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of black hate there, especially for for black women. I know um, the two the two demographics that have the toughest time on dating sites are black women and Asian men, and for 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 different reasons, mostly stereotypes. You heard they say the whole Shaniqua, what they said, Shaniquas and and mm-hmm.
0: Night Rider, and but Knight not Night Riders. Riders. And- yeah, yeah
1: it, I think it goes to that thing of it's easy. F- uh, people find it too easy to try to put black women as the other, right? For for whatever different reasons, their hair, their looks, their um, uh, the attitudes that are that are informed by their culture, um, all these different things, and and probably most of all how they view. A woman should be particularly how a black woman should be and i think these dudes are victim to that so the thing is though that their that their view on this is not unique right like mm-hmm. it's not new so that's why i don't i don't put the, the all the the weight of this way of thinking on them right it's like if you see a dude from i don't know like some white supremacist i mean he's fucked up like he's mad messed up but like that one dude is like just one piece of a whole bunch of other people. So you try to cancel this one dude. It's just one dude. What you really should be doing is trying to f- fight that way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what's just taking a lot of people over. And I know this this type of thing flies under the, the radar. People aren't thinking every day about uh, how guys, especially black guys, are thinking about black women. But it's it's um it's something that that's been that's weighed on me for for many years ever since I was of dating age and a lot of my parents are like yeah man I got me a girl and they say stuff like yeah, I got me a girl she's nice and light or she she a, a nice red bone like uh, saying it as if like red bone is is synonymous with oh she's good looking oh she she um she pretty even though she dark like she dark but she fine like stuff like that that. It's just little emblems of what these people, like what the poison that's been running through their head and the poison that's just out there. And these dudes had a
0: platform, and and that's the thing. So it's it's unfortunate. but but we know guys that that maybe don't date necessarily date black girls. They um. But I don't but I've never heard them express I don't date. You know what I'm saying? I never heard them di- with this type and then the, the language that they used was like, we don't date the Shaniquas. we're not night Riders, we're not down with the Brown. It's like, yo, what like I I that that's new for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But just that type of being freedom on a microphone to say something like that seems super wild, bro. Like, um then like you said, where does that thought come from, right? Like I was I to me, if a girl ever was like, "Yeah, I guess I'm considered light skinned right?" If a girl was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm dating a light skin," I would feel like mad, like objectified. Like, what you, <laughs> the fuck you talking about me like that for? Like, I'm a person, you know what I'm saying? So I never thought it was cool. I'm like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever came to the crew like, "Yo, I got me a Spanish broad, y'all." You know what I mean? Like, I got me a white girl, yeah. Like, like, like trying to shit on y'all girls with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's corny to me, right? I never thought, I never thought that to be cool. Um, so it was just like i I don't know like me i've always viewed life like i've never seen limitations when it came to women like i've always was never looked at a girl and was like yo, i can't talk to her like you know what i'm saying and and i guess luckily i grew up in the time i grew up and i didn't grow up in like jim crow era you know what i'm saying where some crazy shit could happen but i i didn't i've never seen limitations like the white girl the spanish girl the black girl the asian girl they're all women to me the indian girl you know what i'm saying it's just women so it's like i i don't see limitations in that but i'll never would even think to like just be like yo why what, this, man, how could you just put a group of people in one, you know what I'm saying? Like these dudes don't fit the, the stereotypical um theme of black guys, right? Like that's that's what pe- people are like, yo, these dudes don't even sound black. Brittany Renner called them bitch ass niggas. Like, and just to their face, you know what I'm saying? So they're not fitting that you don't fit those stereotypes. So why would you put black women in a in a in a one little hole like that? Like, you know what I'm saying, one category. They're not all a monolith. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't know. Is it? But I think there's a bigger mentality here that we need to agree. Like you said something that I didn't even know. Like and I don't think I might have heard that before, actually. But um, about the black women having a hard time on dating sites. Um, dating sites is hard in general, right? Like I think it's. it's and I actually I hope that they get rid of them. I hope they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like like I've been in the field. Like I've been in the dating fields. It's and I've 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 maneuvered my way on dating apps. But I I think it's super corny just because of the basis of it. Like you're judging someone based off of a picture. So if I take if I know how to take better pictures than the next man. I'm getting a leg up even though my personality could be way cornier than his, you know what I'm saying? My swag could be way cornier than his. I just know how to take good pictures. Like and I think um yeah, so it, it puts us in a weird situation cuz that seems to be the trend of where society's going nowadays. But if you don't know how to maneuver that and I don't I, I'm like you said it and I'm thinking to myself like, "Damn, what could be holding black women back on those sites?" And like but then you said the stereotypes here yeah, if there's already an image out there that You're gold diggers, you're um, aggressive, you're loud, you're this, you're that. That does not apply to every group, every person in that group. Yeah, that's going to hurt you on them sites.
1: Yeah. And let's not forget that you could filter by, I believe you could filter by like race and body type and all this type of stuff. So that automatically... you might not even be
0: seen. Yeah,
1: you might not even be seen. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That that stuff won't pop up. So, um, and religion and all this type of stuff. So hence why... I guess that's fair, you know, like some people have serious um especially you know, a lot of people are looking for a life a, a lifetime partner. It it's it's reasonable for that for for people to say, "Oh, well, I'm Greek, I want a Greek person." Or, you know, um my my family like, I I want a white baby like it
0: sounds messed up, but like I get it, you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Nah, it, it it's it's rough, man. Like and and I've I definitely feel uh I don't I feel some type of way about these dudes, man. Like that that shit is really not cool, bro. I ain't going to front. Like But it's, yo, it's
1: it's like mm-hmm. that that but that strain that's inside the let's start, let's talk about black men in particular. That that's inside the uh-huh. psyche of a black man who's evaluating a woman is is so out there. Like it's, it's 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 like not uncommon. You know what I'm saying? Like I have multiple friends like you could be in an entire circle of people where most of them are, are, are thinking this way or at least have that thought in, their, in this way so like for instance like i i know even if they don't practice it it's in their it's in their minds like it's been that, that poison is in the water like i know tons of to, tons of black guys i've known since i was a kid right now they're they're married to um a black woman uh and they they, they may even be married to a, a darker skinned black woman but throughout the years Tons of times hearing them, like, yeah, man, I got this red bone. Nice red bone, bro. Like, you know, oh, man, yeah, you know, this girl is, is, she dark, bro. I don't know. Like, all that type of stuff. And that poison's in them, even though ultimately they may have, um, in in execution and in, in actually going through life, they realize the value of a black woman, but that poison is still there. So who who knows mm-hmm. what'll happen to this way of thinking? I think it'll fade away, especially people... Uh, better understanding the value of a black woman more um, attractive images of of black women of attractive black women being put out there Uh, people I think people are are starting to to value that thing and also not to mention black women being depicted in popular culture or even in the C-suite and in boardrooms as just black women like they don't have to pretend they wear their hair however they want to wear it they talk professionally but still they don't mask their accent from wherever they're, they're from so i think it's getting better but still clearly from this podcasting for them to feel like comfortable enough to say this kind of thing over the air uh you know i, I think it's still with us in a, in a very strong way
0: yeah that's funny you say that too about the in the business world um just which gives because i get that sometimes when i'm at, at my job like i'm one of the few black guys in the, um, not in the building, but in the department that I work in. And so like, I, I you know what I mean? I, I struggle with that sometimes. It's like, yo, you, I want to wear my hat this way or I want to do that. But I'm like, does it look a certain way? Does it give off a certain And you always got to be aware of that. You know what I mean? And I mean, most of the time I don't really give a fuck cause I, I got the luxury of working alone, um, for most of the day. Um, but it's like, and then the type of job I do isn't really based off my parents, but it's like, I know that has to be a struggle. If I if I struggle with that, I know it has to be a struggle for a woman, especially if she's wants to have her hair a certain type of way, or she wants to say something a certain type. of, You know what I mean? Like I gotta sometimes think, all right, I can't I, I can't word it that way. You know what I'm saying? But maybe if we was in the text, if we was texting each other, I'd word it that way. You know what I mean? So it's always like you got to be aware of yourself, and then you got to be aware of how you're perceived. And I imagine that's amplified five hundred times for uh, black women. Yeah,
1: you get definitely. Me. Man.
0: Um. And I think with these dudes too to um to, to put a bow on the fresh and fit guys, I think they also are buying into this stereotype of like, <clears throat> like I think they view black women as like that model that's allegedly suing Drake for the hot sauce thing. Like like the women, that's not the majority of women that do shit like. And if everyone doesn't know, I don't and I think it's a fake story to be honest with you because I haven't. Um, been able to track down who the model is but maybe uh she's like basically a model is alleging that drake put hot sauce in a condom after he had sex with her when she tried to take the condom and it basically put the contents of it in herself um the hot sauce burned her and now there's a battery case or something against drake for burning her which it sounds stupid everything everything about the story sounds stupid i hope it's fake but even drake has came out and responded to it so i don't know um but I think they're viewing women as that, right? They're viewing women, and, and black women, unfortunately, they're, they're putting them in that in that standpoint. But even, I think they just have a view of all women, though, um, of this. Like, their women are trying to, like, get dudes for their money, and da-da-da. And I'm like, the majority of dudes ain't rich. Like, what do you, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, how could all these women be out here just scheming on these broke dudes? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. There's a, there are a population out there, maybe, that are, quote-unquote, preying on athletes and rappers and dudes like that but i don't think that's the the norm and fuck with other bitches if that's the case you know what i'm saying (laughs) find someone else to mess with word it's 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 real out here man but um i want to talk about something a little bit more serious man and um these voting rights got got shut down right they were trying to uh pass the the john lewis voting rights uh this week and republicans shut it down with the help of uh what is it? Christian cinema and uh, Joe Manson. Mm-hmm. Is it Joe Manson? No. Yeah. Yeah. Joe um, yeah, they, yeah they shut that shit. Down. <laughs> um And it, it's crazy because it, it's it's something that really can affect a lot of people, but I don't know if enough attention is being brought to it. And it definitely doesn't seem like it was going to have any life in, uh, of getting, what is it, past the Senate or something that was trying to get passed? Because um, the Senate blocked it. So it's... Um, it's something crazy that I, I, I it's not a surprise though. Like we kind of seen this coming. Um, but I think something crazy that's came out of it was, uh, Mitch McConnell has spoke afterwards and, um, he was asked, um, like how that the, because of the, 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 the law didn't pass, um, major voting rights of, uh, you know, people of color could be affected. And he asked Mitch McConnell, a, a reporter named Pablo, uh, Marinez asks uh, Mitch McConnell about the impact and concerns of voters of color if he thinks this will affect them in any way. And his uh, response was, well, the concern is misplaced because if you look at the statistics, African-American voters are voting in just uh, as high a percentage as Americans, Um, and which he caught backlash for that because black people are Americans. <laughs> well, African-Americans are Americans, right? So it's like, why would you try to, uh, you know, put us as other, um, and he got backlash from it. Uh, Rep. representative Charles Booker of Kentucky, uh, said being black doesn't make you less of an American no matter what this craven man thinks. Um, Elian Omar, uh, representative Elian Omar tweeted, um, in response to the video saying the othering of Americans who aren't white was never a quiet part. It has always been loud and painful for everyone who has experienced it. Um, People are saying it wasn't a Freudian slip. Uh, Representative uh, Malcolm Kenyatta of Pennsylvania tweeted Mitch McConnell's comments suggesting African-Americans aren't fully American. wasn't a Freudian slip. It was a dog whistle, the same one he has blown for years. Um, And I think in a gangster move, Mitch McConnell ain't even apologized for it. He just sent an email to the insider on Thursday saying that uh, he's consistently pointed out the record high turnout uh, for all voters in the 2020 election, including African-Americans, which I think some people might have to take the Mitch McConnell approach in life sometimes. Like, I ain't apologizing, yo. Know? <laughs> I'm yeah. doing down. Like, fuck this. But yo, that's that's wild, bro. Like, and I, I don't I don't think that was a Freudian slip either. I think that's something that we are viewed as others, and it just shows the personality of Mitch McConnell.
1: Mitch McConnell's a senator of Kentucky, man. I I, I don't I, you know what I'm saying? Like enough it said right there. He doesn't need to apologize. <laughs> and if he thinks
0: that way, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And and but just being blatant about it, like just being um, not trying to hide it. But it is what it is. Like it's not even a surprise at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like it just you you know how they view you, and you 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 know how it is. I, I've looked at something different too, yeah. man. Like like oh, my fault. Yeah, my fault. Keep ahead. Yeah, people got to vote. People got to. I'm not gonna act like I'm some kind of like civic
1: minded. I'm voting. I, I vote for uh, my local judges and stuff. But uh, you know, I tr- I try to vote. I try my best, pretty much, and I think everyone has to try their best or try to do a little bit more. I know I could do a little bit more, but a lot of, even the small elections matter. For instance, you hear all the stuff about voting rights and gerrymandering, and even if you don't understand, like, the details of it, it, understand that a lot of, like, the local people that you vote for, they get to decide on this stuff. So, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, people are looking at Biden or Hillary Clinton be like, man, I I don't know about them. Or they're looking at Bernie saying, I don't know about this guy. They're looking at Trump. All right, well, you know, you should be voting for them. But then also there's other people who's affecting your life on the daily, whether it's how your kids go to school or what type of resources they get there or, you know, how the cops is rolling in your area to how, how easy or hard they're making it for you to vote so there's elected officials choose that stuff so i think uh people got to start voting uh keep complaining but at the same time add
0: voting to that to that formula and it's hard right it's it's not easy because the local elections don't really get that at- the news attention, right? They don't really get that media attention. Like you actually have to work to kind of like, all right, what's this dude's past? What's this dude's policies? A little bit more than I guess the presidential ones, right? Than the big ones. So it's like, uh, but we got to do the work because as you said, it affects us. It affects, it shuts everything down. Like it, it, it yeah, the definitely. motherfuckers is trying to take your rights away in front of your face. Like they are not even trying to hide it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. It's, just, it's unfortunate, man. But, uh, and that's the thing, too. I guess when, when Trump was in office, like, politics was, was, I guess, a little bit more entertaining. And now it's like, yo, it's real. Shit's, <laughs> shit's like, I mean, it was real then, too. But it, it was just so silly that it was kind of like, yo, you kind of got to chuckle at some of this shit. And then now it's like, no, no. It's just not not as entertaining as now it's work. But uh, over uh, overseas, across the pond, man, this shit seems to be a little bit entertaining, man. Your man, Prince Andrews, uh, lost his royal titles and some of his military titles as well. Um, because... Uh, he now New York has decided that to move a uh, civil case um towards on him forward on him by Virginia Guffrey, um in in the state of New York he now he has to face a, a civil trial, and I don't know the Queen was like yeah I'm gonna take that back <laughs> I need that bro, they take we taking everyone's so rights this year
1: <laughs> Prince Andrew's he's one of her
0: kids right or is that what it is, Uh that I don't know well he's the Duke of York so yeah I would imagine so. Yeah, I don't know how that shit worked. But yeah, man. Because um, <laughs> he married he Fergie, must've... if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, I could be wrong, but yeah, I got to check that. Yeah, man, I, I would imagine that he
1: he's sitting sitting there like, you know, if that's, all, if that's all I'm getting, like he probably feels like he's getting, you know, that's essentially like a free ride. I don't know if free that's, badge. that'll take away whatever protections he has from getting prosecuted in America. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but. Oh, well, it's civil, so I guess if he chooses to, he could just be like, I- I'm never returning to the U.S.
0: Mm. Yeah, but, it, but, yeah, basically, like, they're like, yo, he's he's fighting this case as a citizen. Uh, I think the statement itself, the Duke of York will, conti- will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending this case as a private citizen. Uh, to answer your question, yeah, he's uh, Elizabeth's son, her second son, third child. Um, yeah, and they're like, yo, we not with the shits no more, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... You acting wild? You got wild homies out there, man. Uh, another dude over overseas acting real wild is the uh, the prime minister and Boris Johnson. You heard about this one, Keith? Your boy acting wild, hit throwing parties. <laughs> like yo, shut down, shut down the UK. Said nah, <laughs> we got COVID lockdown. Everybody stay home, no parties, no nothing. And my man decided yo. We're going to throw a little party over here ourselves. And now he getting in trouble for it. News is coming out about it in 2020. He had a uh, bring your own booze party in Downing's in the Downing Street Garden. Um, and also people of his staff have been accused of uh, throwing parties as well on, uh, you know, like basically on, uh, at, at, at their place of work. Um a photo from a 2020 showed the Prime Minister and his staff with bottles and wine and cheese board in the Downing street garden. Um and, and this shit was wild. When when he was asked about it, all uh, he responded, uh people were at work talking about work. <laughs> Basically, you know, with the yo, we we at work, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a business event, but uh nah, people not really with the shits right now. And I guess why this is news, because like you're not really voted in in the UK uh, by by the people. the um, The other prime ministers are the ones who like they keep you in. So if he doesn't have the support of his MPs, he can be basically ousted from that position. Right. Um, and he's looking wild with his responses in the street <laughs> right now. They like, yo, your man talking crazy. And I guess there was other allegations against him, uh, other controversies that he was facing. But this was kind of the the uh, tip of the ice the iceberg in terms of some of the other shit. Actually, no, this is my fault. This is the straw that broke the camel's back, is the term I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh-huh. I don't I don't well
1: uh, I don't know much about US politics. I definitely don't know much about UK politics, but I know Boris Johnson, they often make comparisons between him and Trump. It's just that he is like a I don't know what the word would be, like a trained politician. Like he actually like knows stuff. Okay. However, he is controversial. I, I don't know what the politics is like over there, but if it's anything similar to here, this'll this will blow over. It's like, oh, well, okay, that's that's Boris. That's how he rolls. Like, you know, it is what it is. Let, let him do his job. I, I have heard that the UK is planning on taking away a lot of the, the COVID restrictions, like mask restrictions, mm-hmm. vaccine passes, um, mandatory this and mandatory that, and they're looking to get back to normal quicker than quicker than originally planned. And I think their calculation is that, listen, COVID is just part of us now. So we'll, we'll deal with it, but not have all the restrictions. Like we'll deal with whatever comes from it, but, but we think we can. However, this is just going to be life. You know what I'm saying? Like COVID is just going to be part of our life for for a long time to come.
0: I think, but I've also heard rumors that he's, he, they're kind of doing that to kind of, you know, like how when Cuomo got in trouble, he was with the sexual harassment shit. He was like, all right, yo, give him weed, <laughs> weed legal now. You know what I'm saying? Like give him free right. internet. Like that, thats that's kind of like, yo, he kind of throwing something out there to kind of get the people back on their side. Cause you look crazy. And I think it's, it's not really a big offense, right? Nancy Pelosi, if I'm not mistaken, was caught in a nail salon with no mask on. Right. When, when we were supposed to be in lockdown, like people have been caught while going, uh, Governor Newsom, I think the same thing was was you know having a party or whatever. So I think having a party isn't necessarily end of the world. I think people just feel wrong because y'all really shut us down. Y'all really told people right. they couldn't see their family members. They couldn't celebrate birthdays. They couldn't. They had to reschedule weddings. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yo y'all y'all didn't reschedule that party. Y'all was living it up, right? So it's like maybe to your own detriment, right? Didn't Boris Johnson get sick with this shit? <laughs> if I remember yeah, correctly yeah. a couple times yeah so maybe it's your own detriment but it's still like bro don't don't sh- give me the freedom to do that I guess and and I, I understand why you know you can't just give everyone the freedom to just be out there we didn't know what we were dealing with and people made mistakes people said things that probably made things seem more scary than they really necessarily had to be in hindsight but it's like we didn't know what the fuck was going on shit was scary so I I, I don't get why you would shut people down and then go against your own rule and I think you know I mean that's something that he's gonna have to I guess apologize to come to terms with, but I, I don't think it's necessarily you, you got to get him out of office. I think we just need an apology, bro. Yeah, he'll yeah, um, be all right. He'll walk that off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're running low on time, so keep, we got switch things up to my favorite segment, man. You know how we do things around this time. Have you heard? Yo. Uh-huh. Really connected. I got a quest. Woo. And the question I how you wanna know that? I hear things in the headlines, and I bring them to my dog Keith. And I just want to know, you know, have you heard? You know, have you been keeping up with that current events. How you? How you doing, man? Uh, Keith, have you heard? Eric Adams is thinking about bringing back stop and frisk, and he's also reinstating the plainclothes unit in New York City. Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City, by the way. For anybody out there who doesn't know, but he's, bring, he's bringing back some wild things. <laughs> some wild things, but. But in his defense, two cops got shot over the weekend, right in Harlem, uh, responding to a domestic. I seen something on the front page of the Daily News, like it was a, it was like a baby's jacket with mad blood on it. Shorty got shot in the face. You know what I'm saying? So I guess this is his response to some of the gun violence that's going down in New York City. But I mean, we know how crazy stopping frisk was. I've been stopped and frisked before. I don't know if you have, but it's not fun. Um, I mean, do you think this is heading in the right direction, or is it a little a little dangerous?
1: Yeah, that, that that's the politics of policing. I I don't know. I mean, they say he was a cop people, he got he got elected. Uh I think that um a lot of people elected him uh as a partially a reaction to the progressive uh emergence, right? Uh especially with regard mm-hmm. to like criminal justice and uh choosing not to prosecute certain crimes and all that type of stuff. Like that's part of it's a reaction to that. Eric Adams is is less of a progressive and more i I don't know what the label is he calls himself a, a pragmatic something or the other but like he's he's in favor of of just having a police presence pretty much like strengthening the 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 police presence so like you said bringing back that plain clothes unit and, and I don't know about anything about the stop and frisk thing I, I don't know if that's a that's a headline that, that you caught that from cause I I doubt that he would call it to stop and frisk just from the political aspect of it, even if it is. But I just doubt that he would call it that. But um, what I think about, it, I guess we just got to wait and see because he says that he's bringing back some of these programs, but doing it responsibly. Right. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, like a lot of people who are homeowners and homeowners just if they, I'm, I'm sure that if they would take like some kind of measurement or survey that homeowners tend to to vote more or tend to be more politically active. I'm sure that they they have different feelings about policing, right? Like Patrice O'Neal had that joke of he he was like "fuck the police" until he started owning shit. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of until he had property. Yeah, until he had property like that you have property, you feel a little bit different. I mean, it reminds me of like the school debates. It's like, man, you got to integrate schools like white liberals. Yeah, man, this school's are segregated. Oh, uh, are you going to send your kid to their own school? Hell no. I'm paying for this private school, baby. <laughs> right. So I think, I think people's feelings on, on this type of thing, it's, you know, a lot of black people are in favor of, of police presence, believe it or not. So I think that Eric Adams, he's speaking to a silent majority in the sense that they don't say it out loud. They don't, they're not on Twitter and all that stuff because they probably don't know how to use Twitter, but they're, they're there and they're voting. And They say, listen, man, this crime thing is really weighing on me. Somebody do something, please, anything that sounds like it makes sense. And Eric Adams comes through like, hey, plain clothes going to come through. Uh, You know, lower some of this crime. We're going to do this, we're going to do that, but we're going to do it in a quote-unquote progressive way or a more responsible way. So we just got to see if this shit actually works. Crime is at a yeah. Even though crime is way lower than it was, let's say a a decade or two ago, it's still Uh spiked. And any kind of spike in something bad, regardless of what it it it, it really is, compared to years and years ago, it's still it's still concerning. So now, yeah. yeah, So I think (laughs) since he's been in office, he's only been he hasn't even been in office a month. I think like five cops been shot. Mm. So. You know, in fact, I just saw a press conference with the, his new police commissioner and she, you know, had to talk about, oh, a bunch of cops is getting shot. And we, we not, you know, we can't take this shit lightly. So yeah. but we'll just see how that shit goes.
0: That Patrice O'Neill, I seen that. <laughs> I was watching that this week. It's funny you brought that up. He's actually doing the crowd. He's like, you own shit. He's like. A car, that don't count. <laughs> like, <so many laughs> <like> look- <laughs> a car. A car. Now um fucking just er, to, to clarify, Eric Adams said uh the, the stop and first comments were on his on the campaign trail. He was like uh, he believes that um it's something that could stop gang violence, but if it's done in a different way and it doesn't uh target innocent minority men. Um, how he plans on doing that, I'm a little unsure about, but, um, yeah, that, that just to clarify the, the, the plainclothes unit was in response to like the police shootings you just mentioned that have been happening, um, like a good amount since, uh, the start of the new year. So it is something like that. That is a concerning, you know what I mean? And I'm, it's not easy for him to deal with, you know what I'm saying? So I get that stopping first though. However, I'm the, you know what I mean? That, that, that was not fun. And the fact that, that you can just be stopped at any time walking in a group is very dangerous to think of, you know what I mean? But, um, shit, stop shooting cops, man. It's crazy out there. Like y'all niggas is wild. <laughs> stop yeah. doing that crazy shit, man. <laughs> Keith, have you heard Jay-Z, Meek Mill and others are pushing, Uh, for a law that prevents uh, prosecution against rappers using their own lyrics. Um, Basically, Jay-Z, sorry, Jay-Z, Meek Mill, Fat Joe, who else? I want to say there's some other people too. Robin Thicke, Killer Mike, Yo Gotti, Kelly Rowland, um, as well as as others, are urging uh, Governor uh, Hochul to um, make the bill titled Rap Music on Trial a state law. Oh, uh, this was first unveiled in November, and uh, basically stating that we shouldn't be bringing up rappers' lyrics um, to use it to pers- to persecute them, uh, basically, or, pro- or better yet, prosecute them <laughs> in this case, um, because it's, it's expression, right? It's art. Um, I guess. How do you feel about that? I feel like like you're targeting like like this this general. I don't know why this is only concerning rap music, right? Because Fat Joe said something really interesting. He was like. Um, you're not gonna go after, like, you know, Robert De Niro or any of these guys for what they're writing. So why why is this expressed only towards us, right? And then somebody, I've read an article about it. They pointed out, like, Johnny Cash shot a man in Reno just to watch him kill, right? David uh, Byrne has a psycho killer. Bob Marley shot the sheriff, right? But why is it rap music is specifically the only one where you could use lyrics to use against these people? Now some might argue rap music is the only genre where people actually talk about what they did (laughs) in their lyrics um, and have done this in the past. But I guess, uh, I don't know. How do you feel about this? Do you think rappers are just not right? Like incriminating themselves? Or do you think Jay-Z and Meek Mill are doing a noble thing by trying to get this passed in the office?
1: Well, firstly, I I have not heard. Uh, So you said they, they make a type of appeal to Governor Hochul. So this is only in New
0: York, I'm guessing. Yep, only in New York. It's legislation um, from, yeah, from uh, from new legislation from Senator Jamal Bailey and Assemblymember Catalina Cruz. um, This would amend state law to limit the admissibility of a defendant's music or other creative expression as evidence shown to a jury.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Because, I mean, let's face it, like, these types of stories are, it's part of the music, and a lot of, and rappers are, um, it's like a character when you're on stage. Any any artist who's a, a a performing artist, it's like a character that you assume when you're on stage. When you meet them, these people in real life or in person, anybody, a comedian or whoever, like they're just they're like a different person. Most of them, you know what I'm saying? They're not walking around rapping and speaking in, in rhymes and shit. So, I think that violence is so, so core to rap music that. Some rap music that you can't take somebody's art and be like, "Hey, uh, he must have done this because he sang about this." You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's it, it is unfair. And I, I do agree with this. This is if it does pass, it'll be a good thing. Just I mean, not that I could care about any particular case, but I think that the precedents, like, it's good for just fair, just fair justice. And especially when it comes to, to rappers, most of them are black. So you kind of want to even the playing field. By the way, real quick, it's really dope that that Robin Thicke was in there. You read the list and I was like, Robin Thicke? That shit just jumped out at me. It reminds me uh, uh Dave Chappelle did a... Um, uh, what's it called uh, the monologue on, on I think on SNL he just telling a story about going to Obama's like farewell party and he listed all these mm-hmm. like black artists Jodeci and all these people and he said uh, for some reason Bradley Cooper was there and that's what that shit sounded like it was like oh yeah Jay-Z, Meek Mill, Kelly Rowland and Robin Thicke
0: <laughs> I think Robin Thicke has I think because of the amount of legislation that he's faced like because he got sued by Marvin Gaye's family um, and then also he's gotten like people try to cancel them because of the uh, Blurred Line song where they actually try to use the lyrics from that song to cancel them. (laughs) <laughs> Robert they're like yo it's just music I didn't even write this <laughs> like, you know what so I think yeah he might have a certain uh sensitivity <laughs> to that type of uh that that, that the nature of, of what rappers are going through right now but rappers I ain't gonna front man come on like the I ain't, I, I can't tell people what to write right you you write your art you write your life but the violence do gotta stop man I get I get so pissed off when I hear about rappers dying rappers this you got like we gotta separate the violence from the art man for real like because I hate seeing rappers make it out, start making money, and then next thing you know, they get shot dead or they shoot somebody, and they got to go to like I'm good. That's just getting old and it's starting to get depressing, man. And if it's already reached the point where I can't listen to gangster rap for more than thirty minutes. After thirty minutes, I'm like, yo, <laughs> we got to switch this up, man. You know, throw some Bruno Mars on or something in this bitch. So it's already getting to that point where I'm getting too old for it, and I think the genre itself we got to get out of that.
1: Well, I, but shout I don't out know to Jay Z
0: and you, Meek Mill.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that because it, it it uh when you were younger, you enjoy gangster rap. You know what I'm saying. So now, now we're talking about a matter of artistry. Like it's like saying, "Oh man, this dude Martin Scorsese. That dude needs to just start. You know, take it easy a little bit. Start making some shit like Love and Basketball or something like that.
0: You know, honestly, that's no true. Yeah, you got, that's true. Yeah. You're right. Now, now you make a good point. Like, it, it definitely, and it's not even like, because the funny shit is the gang, you just said it, the gangster shit that I grew up to, I could listen to for like two hours straight. It's this just, just new gangster shit, I guess, that I can't get down with. So, yeah, you're right. I, I, I sound yeah, like an old I, man, I, right? I take it listen, back. I, take I, it back.
1: I, I don't, because I, I can't sing along to it anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> however, so, can't mumble. I, yeah. Uh, however, like, some shit, the other day, I, I forgot what Drake song it is. The dude said, um, the, the lyric was something like, "Yo, uh, I hit him in the cage, turn him into a booty clapper." <laughs> Yo, I was like, "Yo, Andre is so creative." <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I don't like gun rap that
0: much, but that gun rap was awesome." That was Twenty One Savage, nah, because the because you see. The visualization of what he was trying to make you see, like, you see the visual right there, bro. Like, damn, I definitely see a dude get shot shot with then, the K. Yeah. is turned into a
1: twerker. Yeah, that joint was crazy, y'all. I was like, oh, man. I, I you know, the uh, point taken that it's hard to just vibe to a dude just talking about clapping people up, but every now and then there's some violent shit that if it's, if like, it's oh, done yeah, right, I, I, I could appreciate that. Like the joint, like the, um, like, uh, the dude said uh, uh, something like uh, had, "Like Drake came through and I surrounded him with Drakes <laughs> shit like that that I was like yo that, <laughs> that's that dude was hoping that he could do a feature with Drake Just, he had that shit for 10 years prior he's like man when
0: I <laughs> rap with Drake you am saving this line for him oh yeah nah nah like you said if it's done right it's gotta be done right if it's just gratuitous and it's just like whatever then it's like I get gets old but nah shout out 21 Savage for that line too niggas 21 Savage studied at Oxford bro niggas, <laughs> you knew how to make that visual come to life oh, hell yeah <laughs> niggas to turn into a booty clapper. uh Keith have you heard man we lost some, some some great comedians man uh some white comedians though but they they still good at what they did Bob Saget and Louis Anderson passed away man I feel like I've seen a lot of um like, well, have you heard I, don't, I just heard about Louis Anderson like couple hours before the show before we recorded this yeah i heard about louis i think
1: did he passed away on friday i think uh friday the 21st yeah uh cancer i believe both of those are sad because the both of them uh for our generation at least and probably more so previous generations like that that was a part of our life louis anderson had a cartoon when we were about you know, somewhere Life with Louie. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Life
1: with Louie, that's that
0: shit. Around (laughs) eight
1: years old, 10 years old, somewhere around there, like, so that made him part, like, part of our life, and, you know, you've seen him in different shit, um, coming to America and and all this type of stuff, so, I even seen him not not too long ago on um, the show called Twenties, it's on BET now, Uh, I think it started on Showtime, this shit, I think it's produced by Lena Waithe, dope show, so I'm plugging that, but, yeah man that's sad, and then Bob Saget, another huge part of our life like that was that if it, it's cool to see when certain pop popular culture figures you grow with them, and unfortunately, one day you might see them pass away, but we as kids we saw them in full house, and then we got a little bit older and saw them in I think half baked, and then you oh, saw iconic them in, scene in, in, iconic yeah. scene <laughs> yeah. And then you know, throughout the years, you saw them and shit. Like you didn't even know that they were they were stand up comedians and shit like that. So then you see a different side of them, and mm-hmm. is it's, 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 that shit is really sad, especially when you die young like that. I think Louis Anderson might have been around sixty, if that, and then uh, um, Bob Saget might have been in like his mid sixties. Like they weren't very old at all. So nah. it's it's it, it makes. I'll be honest, at this age, it makes you think about your mortality because you start seeing more and more people in your life passing away. It might be people you know, it might even be people your age, some of which I've heard of or I've known. So that's tough to see. Like Regina King's son passed away to suicide. He was oh, yeah. 18, I heard of it
0: yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, crazy. like,
1: just seeing people that you've seen. Right, and even though you don't know them personally, you have a relationship to them. Seeing them pass away, that's makes you think real hard about your mortality.
0: I think, and the, the, those two comedians, particularly Bob Saget and Louis Anderson, was weird because, like, Life with Louis, you just mentioned the cartoon. I felt I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it, I think it came on after Bobby's World with Howie Mandel, and I was like, yo, it kind of lived off the fame of Bobby's World a little bit, like, but it still was all right. It was cool. I rocked with it, and then you know, Full House was funny, but it wasn't like martin funny you know it wasn't like you know what i'm saying fresh prince funny because it was a white family in san francisco you know what i'm saying but it was still entertaining like i mean, it was we only had five channels so it was like something you had to watch but it was like both of those people as i got older and i watched coming to america like louie anderson scene and coming to america is iconic you know what i mean um like actually i've and I've, people were talking about it they referred to him as the coming America, coming to America star. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what is like, what are we doing here? But, um, but yeah, because that scene is iconic, though. It's a pretty memorable scene. And the same thing with Bob Saget and half Bake, like you mentioned, like that was a pretty iconic scene. Like, I've never seen Bob Saget in that life. So, so that changed my view of Bob Saget. it was like, oh, okay, this dude is human. you know what I'm saying he's not Danny Tanner he's somebody else but um rest in peace to both of them and um before we wrap things up man it, it brings me to this comment that Steve Harvey made about how he'll never do another comedy special because cancel culture exists and um Let's see if I get the direct quote for you. Um, he said, the only way I could do one more special is if it's at the end of my career, television career because it will, it will end my television career. We're in a cancel culture now. No stand-up that is sponsor-driven can do anything he wants. Chris Rock can't, Kevin Hart can't, Cedric the Entertainer can't, D.L. Hughley can't. I can go down the list. The only person that can say what they want to say on stage is Dave Chappelle because he's not sponsor-driven, he's subscription-driven. So, uh, Keith, one, have you heard that he made those comments? And two, how do you feel about that towards the state of comedy?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of them are just too big. <laughs> they they mm-hmm. and it doesn't. By the way, he does just doesn't need to. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that that he has yeah, the, yeah. the passion to. I think you need the, the the absolute passion
0: to to do that. Chris Rock is sponsor driven. Well, he got a TV show out or something. I don't know why he put Chris Rock in there because I thought maybe I don't maybe I think maybe Chris Rock has a podcast I don't know about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, anyway, I don't think so. But, that's he did because, have a TV show. I mean, he did have he did have the the maybe he met during the years of um everyone hates Chris. Maybe, yeah, maybe, but he I, felt I have like the if case. he said something crazy, it'd be canceled. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has a um
1: has a podcast, but it's it's a subscription podcast. Interesting a subscription, you know. exactly.
0: Yeah, so he controls yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. So he's still making income even if I'm sure he has sponsors too. But he still has an income coming in even if all the sponsors are like fuck you, Dave so
1: yeah I, yeah I think the for Steve Harvey when you take the let's say it was a calculus equation and you, it's like um your passion to do it times this divided by what uh how much you have at stake for Steve Harvey it probably just isn't worth it whether it's maybe mm-hmm. his passion to do it. maybe he would really like to do it stand up he really loved it that's where he, he cut his teeth but at the end of the day he's like all right I'm passionate about it but am' I passionate enough to to give up the bag on the, the, the mm-hmm. many things that he's doing right, like is he has a judge show, bro? Like that's, and that's like the, literally the tip of the iceberg. That's like just a, a small thing of what you're looking at. Plus all the shit he's doing behind the scenes, like I wouldn't doubt that his his um what's that book he made? Uh, Think like a man, act like a lady, or something like that. Like that's mm-hmm. probably still yeah. selling on the low. So for him, it's probably just not enough. Kevin Hart, that equation probably plays out a little bit differently because Kevin Hart's comedy was never super to the edge like that, in my opinion. Right, and Kevin Hart came to the edge of of being canceled, but all it cost him was he didn't get to do a, an award show, which I think yeah, is yeah. a big deal to some. But for Kevin Hart, he's probably he's probably better off not doing a award show, given all the shit that he. He's working. Did on. they?
0: Did they use Kevin Hart stand up to try to cancel him? Because what well, he made a gay joke or something about his son being gay or something like that, but did they?
1: Yeah, I think so. But it's, like, it, it, one, it was years ago, and two, it was just like, like, what are you gonna? It's just not. But some people it's just not enough. Like, it's Kevin Hart needs to. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to mention. Out loud, what he would need to do to get to get canceled, you know what I'm saying? Like to get full, like yeah, full out yeah. canceled. People say hey, we can't fuck with this shit no more, or like a a sizable amount of sponsors. Like oh, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, mm-hmm. I don't. Kevin Hart, the just the way he rolls now, and I don't know if it's because he's on the level of fame he's at that he doesn't talk super duper edgy, but I can't. I just can't imagine Kevin Hart getting canceled. I can imagine Chris Rock getting canceled, but then again. I don't know if he's sponsor driven like Kevin Hart uh, uh Kevin Hart and Steve Harvey are. You know what I'm saying? It'd be like a
0: social socially canceled, like where it wouldn't be nothing okay. to his business, I guess, right? Well, barely, okay, barely yeah. you know what I'm saying?
1: It'll probably it'd probably be simple for him to pivot and be like, ah, whatever. I'll do movies and I'll do production and I'll do
0: um, you know, some more stand up. People will still fuck with me. Yeah. My only problem with what Steve Harvey said was like he kind of made it seem like it was the new thing because of this cancel culture of existing. I don't think it was necessarily a new thing. Like, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I heard like um, Bob Saget couldn't do his stand up when he did Full House because Full House was pulling in so much money in terms of sponsorship, um, in terms of, um, of ad revenue. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, and I'm sure that's not the only one. Maybe Eddie Murphy. Stop doing the stand-ups because he was doing so many movies, you know what I mean? And someone, like, he just couldn't... You, you could, I, I don't think it's a unique thing for right now. I think that's something that's always existed. You hit a certain level, hey, that shit that you got famous off of saying, you might not be able to say no more. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Just because you got a bigger audience. Well, the Eddie Murphy
1: example, <laughs> but, I suspect, and this is just me guessing, I don't think it was because of the cancel thing or he would fuck up any type of bag. I just think he didn't have time. And when you take that equation of passion versus... How much do I need to do it versus whatever? I just don't think he needed to do it. Like, he. Yeah. And then. The amount of work it goes into that, it, too. They, like, he was already yeah. super legendary. Like, his first two stand ups was ridiculous. And he he peaked before you hit his 30s. So it's like, I have to. Probably in your mind, like, I have to do it right. Kind of like dusting your shelf. Like, you're like, man, I got to make it shiny, bro. I can't just go out there. So, for Eddie Murphy, like, he can't stop into. The comedy clubs, he can't stop into the the laugh factory or the comedy cellar. But like, hey, I just want to try some shit. That's fucking Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Like you can't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Other people can, but yeah. he can't, or he couldn't. So now I don't know. He, I know he wants to to do some stand up. I don't, I can't imagine what that's gonna look like. I'm not saying it's gonna be bad, but it's like Like lot I, of tiptoeing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how that's gonna mm-hmm. work, bro. Like he can't walk into a random laugh actor. He can, well maybe he could now. Like he's his fame has waned so much, and that's not a bad thing because he's still really famous. But he probably has leveled off on a onto a level where it's not going to be crazy that he did this thing. Maybe yep. he could do one of them things where he, people got to put their phones in a bag or something.
0: Yeah. Now he he pops up in a place There there's a population there that don't know who he is. Right, I think yeah.
1: so. I think even the kids or don't know, or who don't who he know is.
0: him for being don't know him for being a stand up comedian. I should say that's what I meant. To, they know him for being a fun a funny guy in movies maybe. Mm-hmm. that they'd seen but they might not know him for being a stand-up comedian yeah but um yeah um but all in all i think steve harvey's right yeah yeah i can't like i said i can't really disagree with what you're saying um but yo keith that's another episode in the books man um always a pleasure doing an episode with you man where can uh my people find you at on social media brother instagram me my underscore 35 on social media, your people could follow me on Instagram at Plikapeasy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. You can also follow at Money, sorry, at Perfect Talk Radio on Instagram right there, uh on instagram <laughs> also check out our website uh perfecttalkpodcast.com um every episode of the perfect talk podcast my radio show the night shift and my other radio show that i do with my brother dj show uh money talks radio so go check that out um every episode of perfect talk podcast is available on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud iHeartRadio, spotify um wherever your favorite podcasts are found man so leave a rate leave a review leave a message let us know what you like what you don't like we're gonna keep things moving for y'all um keith I know you watch a lot of television, man. I know you, you you know there's all types of things on right now, football players, everything. But I hear this new the new the new Euphoria premiere like shut down the HBO Max. Like what what is the appeal of this show Euphoria? Because I know you used to watch. I don't know if you still do, but what is the appeal of the show? Why is it so big? Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up to it. I think it's a
1: solid show. It's a solid plot. Uh, yeah. You shut, What do you mean to shut it down with regards to just how many people watched it, ratings, all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, this is uh, might be the second time that the HBO Max um, app is too many people on it at the same time. So I think it happened once during the East Town. Uh, no, not, what is it? Uh, shit, the Mayor of, East, of Town? East Town or something like that. Uh, yeah, during her the finale of that show, um, it got shut. It, it, the, the. I guess it just the servers just stopped uh, working, and it happened again with the Euphoria premiere as well. Yeah, um, Euphoria. Like,
1: I think it's just an edgy show. Plus, it has. A, it's just a fascinating plot. It's just a bunch of kids. It's like kids. The movie Kids meets uh, fucking uh, Entourage meets whatever the hell, and Zendaya is just a, a dope actress. It's a fun, mm-hmm. it's an interesting show. She's she's kind of her character's kind of quirky, a little bit funny, and uh, yeah, I would say though the season season two premiere of Euphoria had tons of dicks in it, bro. I I've I've heard that I've heard people say mad penises in the the episode. Yo, there's so many dicks in it. Like, like the dick count in it, like in the first maybe ten minutes, surpasses surpasses the entire Boogie Nights movie, bro. Like, it's it's crazy. (laughs) You said the first ten minutes? What the fuck? I swear to God, it was just dicks. Like, it it was to a point where like there's certain shots where like the dick didn't need to be in it, and it felt like the cameraman slid to the side and be like nah this dick is gonna get in here (laughs) it was just penises galore son like it was crazy and they got a porn star uh, and a porn actress in there it's 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 sensational in the sense that not in the way that uh uh fucking dick vital says it it's sensational in the sense that it'll blow your mind and not blow your mind in the sense that the shit has profound ideas like your mind literally explodes a little bit (laughs)
0: <laughs> but because it, it's also adults, but they're portraying kids, but they're doing sex, sexual activities, doing drugs. So I think it's, your mind kind of has to it's like a weird place your mind goes to, I'd imagine. Yeah. To enjoy the
1: show, I think it's one of those shows where it's kind of like watching Lord of the Rings minus the penises. Right. Like it, it's <laughs> in the sense that you have to go into the show and say, all right, this is the world I'm going to be sitting in for the next hour and i whatever the rules they set for this world i have to go along with it mm. so the the and i don't know if it's a suburban thing we went to school in a city like the drugs that they have access to is wild bro like it's bananas like oh man it's like the
0: the fucking marshals of drugs in there <laughs> <laughs> for the low yeah. yo keith always a pleasure uh doing an episode with you man um next time we talk you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get my booster shot I'm gonna get uh, my, my my daughters lined up to get vaccinated so we'll talk about that next time but you know keep me in your prayers hopefully, hopefully everything goes smooth everything goes well but you know what I mean it's always a pleasure doing an episode with your brother and uh, say goodbye to the people man peace peace